This week on Two Bears, One Cave. Do you mind? <laughs> you titty fuck elsewhere. <laughs> Can you not? You remember finger fucking on the handball courts? <laughs> the guy really is just passionate about sports. I don't yeah. think he's a bad guy. No, he's probably yeah. a great man. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Cheers. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Just ask Niana that works here. I mean, she's thrilled with her Mint Mobile savings. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash B-E-A-R-S. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Bert is having a heart surgery this week and while he's in recovery we are so happy that sam Marill is here everybody um don't forget Yo. that you can see sam at the theater at madison square garden on november 4th get tickets at sam you can also listen to his podcast we might be drunk with the great mark norman and his latest special same time tomorrow is currently streaming on netflix that's Thanks, a lot of stuff man. yeah 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 that's pretty cool dude you're doing the fucking garden I know. I'm nervous and pumped, but uh, yeah, that's like, I'm a 90s Knicks kid, so that's, and I still go to a shitload of Knicks Yeah, you're games. like a legit fan. I love the Knicks more yeah. than any. Like, no, is that your number one? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a New York sports fan, but the Knicks are like up here. Were you in the city growing up? Or like, Were you in Manhattan? I was in Manhattan. Yeah, I always feel like, I don't know, that's like kind of the coolest thing to hear. Like when you're a kid and you're living in like the Midwest and you meet a kid who's like, I live in New York. You're like, what the fuck? That sounds like make believe. I love it. Yeah. It was the best. I had a, I had a good childhood. Yeah. I mean, the 90s Knicks were the coolest shit I've ever seen. And they never yeah. won, but it, was, it didn't matter. It's not about winning. It's about losing the way they lost. It was like, they they'd were, still fuck you up. I remember it because I was... I was heaviest into the NBA in that era for obvious reasons. Like it just age wise, it aligned. And it also was like the best. Yeah. I mean, we were living at one point we lived in Minneapolis. So I would go to, I went to the very first Timberwolves game ever. Holy shit. Yeah. Against the Bulls. So I saw Jordan beat the, the new Timberwolves. And then we moved to Milwaukee and I got to see, I went to a number of Bucks games, but I got to see him play there twice Damn. and win both times, of course. Um, but so that whole era is like, that's when like the NBA was like, I used to love watching that show on the, you know, the, the one that Ahmad, Ahmad Rashad, Rashad hosted, like just sucking off Michael Jordan every sucking morning. Him off every day. He's like, he was like my best friend, Michael Jordan. Yeah. I'm like, does he call you his best friend? Yeah. This no. feels like, but also you, you know. saw everybody who would talk to Michael turn into like such betas. Yeah. Like the time that I flew with Mike Tyson, the one thing yeah. that I, I don't talk about in the bit really is that when he sat down and I saw him, these two guys, these two just like older white guys were like, 
Uh, how you doing, Mike? <laughs> and they just start. You could just see they were like, I, I own a car dealership. If you ever want a car, you know, I'll give it to you. <laughs> and like the other guy was like, I have a restaurant. If you want to eat forever, you know, they just start like they don't know what to do. I get it because you kind of want to just, you just like, want them to like you. That's it. Because so it's, it's celebrity plus you could beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Me. And you're just like and you're just like I you're, you're going. I acknowledge that you're a better man. <laughs> You know, you're like, you're just signing off on it right away. You're better than me. Is there anything I could do to I make know. you happy? I, I met Jalen Brunson at a Rangers game this year. And I was with like, I brought like Gary Vita with me, Rachel Feinstein, Liz, who's the seller manager. Yeah. And we're there and I just turned into a fucking pussy. I yeah. don't know. I'm not usually bad like this, I but I went up to him. I was like, thank you so much for coming to the Knicks. And he was just like, uh-huh. And Liz had to like swoop in and be like, He's a comedian with a Netflix special. And he was like, oh, cool. And I was oh, like, oh, my God, I was yeah. blown it that hard. That hard. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. sucked. There's there's something about pro, especially athletes that you like. I saw Barry Sanders once. Oof. And I fucking, it was at an ATM. It's like the last place you're supposed to approach yeah, the, the Lions didn't pay him enough. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, he was like, look, I was like, you're the greatest of all time. And he was yeah. like, thank you. And I was like, can we take a picture? I mean, I totally turned into <laughs> fangirl, dude. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. And we have a photo where he's like, <laughs> you know, like, thanks. Well, it's like, that's money? like your face when you're with like an open mic. It's like, can I take a picture with yeah, you? And you're like, like, you know, but, yeah. but they're like, all right. Yeah. They're like, okay, dude. But that, I remember so well that Nick's era because I remember Ewing, Starks, Oakley, Mason. I loved him. Dude. That was, remember the, I even remember, do you remember the Def Jam episode where Anthony Mason's in the crowd? No, but I heard about that. And they, they they used to all go to Caroline's and shit, dude. And they some whoever who was they clown him so. I mean, they obviously know he's there, but they make it seem like they're just clowning Anthony Mason, and then the lights come on him, and, you know. And they would clown people so hard on that show, but it was yeah, it was pretty epic, man. He was I loved I loved him so much. I shot a commercial with Oak that never came out, but it was such a bad commercial. What but was the commercial for? It was just like a joke ad for Bleacher Report, uh -huh. but it was like pretty good money at the time for me and i remember being like they're like you get to shoot it with uh an nba player i was like oh who and they're like charles oakley and i was like are you fucking kidding me i loved him so yeah we spent the whole day together and i didn't i met him once before when i had a show on msg on the Knicks network uh -huh. and it was right after he got thrown out of the garden and i put the mic up to him and he just sees the msg mic and he just smacked it out of my hand and i was like dude i fucking love you i'm not you know i have yeah. a show on this network but i i'm a fan too and, and he was like all right fine so he he kind he was kind of warming up after that and i saw him on chopped because he he cooks that's his whole thing he does he's like a legitimate chef charles oakley dude he's part of michael jordan's entourage entourage his entourage is like oakley he's like i'm your chef and bodyguard essentially yeah because like the oak it's known that like the two of them were always super close they're tight yeah, yeah. So he, so I started talking food with him and he started warming up and then we just, he didn't remember me from that. Thank God. And then I shot a, a commercial with him and he was, he was fucking cool. He was really, uh, I was just like, man, I love the nineties Knicks and uh, I love basketball because of you guys. And he was like, thank you, man. So we had, we had a good day, but he can't really act. And there was a child actor in it and the kid was running circles around him. It was pretty rough to the point that like, we had to keep calling cut, cut. And the director kept babying Oakley, like, you're doing great. And Oakley was like, no, I'm not. And I, I was like, yeah, you can't. He's used, he's used to a coach. Yeah, you can't yeah. lie to him. Yeah. So I, I kind of went in. I was like, what if you give the kid all these lines? And Oak just says yes. And he was like, yeah, that works. And Oakley was like, thanks. So I got him like, <laughs> you got, yeah, I got yeah. him like, all right, I'm, I'm directing Oak He was now. a legit, and, and you always have to like think about everybody else. 
when you when you talk about how great someone is, like when people talk about Jordan, right? And they're like, this is how great this guy was. Yeah. You gotta remember, like, he's great against people who would murder everybody. Like if you played one on one against fucking John Starks, he would just oh destroy you, right? Dude, and then the, the worst player on his team is probably the best player in their high school. Totally. But then everybody from that era talks about what a legit intimidator Oakley was. Yeah. And so like how intimidating must he be or must he have been in that time? If those guys who are all like fucking six, nine, they're like buildings walking around and they're like, well, I don't want any part of Charles Oakley. Like he must've been terrifying. Yeah. I think he just didn't give a fuck too. Yeah. And he's huge. He's like six, nine he's a fucking handsome guy too. He's aging. Well, yeah, he looks good. Yeah. Like, I bet he got a lot of poon in the nineties. All those guys. There's stories about him doing like blow with Donald Trump in the 90s at like nightclubs. And you're like, those dudes were getting a lot of ass. And there's no social media. No. No cameras on phones. No. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. They're just like, you just see them. And they'd be like, what's up? <laughs> that was it. You'd be like, I, I saw that. And they'd be like, whatever. But no, he worry. was a man, dude. That was, that was the era. That was the era, dude. Think about the tale that like, that like an MJ had access to. Yeah, and then they would like there were the people that everyone on the team banged. Like I think the Bulls, they all fucked Madonna. Jesus, really? I think it was like Rodman, Pippen, and Jordan. All did. They all did. God, you would when you love to hear a scouting report from her after that, like, <laughs> like what? Because what? Like the ultimate alpha is MJ. Yeah, and it's like I bet she's like I mean you know he's kind of laid there. I think Pippen <laughs> had a bigger dick though. Pippen supposedly fucked four times a day for 23 years or something. Wow. That's what his wife, his ex-wife said. Yeah, that he must have cheated on her a lot. Like, we, we all hear now, like, that she's, I mean, what she's doing now is fucked up. That's scandalous, dude. Fucking, it is Michael Jordan's the foulest son? shit that I've ever heard. That's, an, that's like, do you have an enemy that you can picture? And But also, like, that was who he called auntie when he was a kid. Like, he'd be like, hey, auntie, <laughs> you know? And, and she would go like, hey, I got you a Coke. You know, like, it was like uh, that relationship. It's so strange. It's so strange. Yeah, it's, it's also, it's just weird to be Michael Jordan's son. Yeah, for and people that don't know. this is all I know about you, is that you fuck Pippin's ex-wife. For people that don't know, Michael, one of Michael Jordan's sons. Marcus Jordan. Marcus, who runs a fucking, like, the trophy room, a shoe... <laughs> A fucking shoe place in Orlando. <laughs> he is now engaged to Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. I and mean, Pippen and Jordan it. are not on good terms, right? It, the fallout apparently all started during uh, the Last Dance, right? Yeah. Like, like I guess, well, not in the making. It's like when it came out, Pippen voiced that he was like not thrilled with the way it was. Yeah, done. I get where he's coming from. But then also now, then Pippen, like, he's not subtle about it. He'll go on shows and be like, I just feel like LeBron is better than Jordan. And be like, you, you didn't say that two years ago. Yeah. It's feeling like you're fucking pissed. And now, like, holy shit, I can't imagine how much this dude hates yeah. Jordan right now. I, th well, this is just, it's just strange, man. It's very strange. Yeah, what so is she, she's really the villain. Feels like I it. mean, what do you do? like? I understand he cheated on you, but he was an NBA player. You know, you know the deal. It's not. <laughs> I'm not defending him, but you you have an NBA star. He's gonna fuck Madonna. Yeah. He. But then you know, you can't fuck his his enemy's son. It's it's really his, and it's his former like those two are linked together forever. Jordan and Pippen, you know, like that. And you're going for his son. Yeah. It's just. It's gross. The wedding will be weird. 
<laughs> it's gonna be weird, man. It's so strange. Like, how old is she? She's yeah, like, she looks great. Obviously. She looks amazing. Yeah. yeah, late forties probably. And he's like thirty, maybe right? Probably yeah. Early thirties. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see. He is thirty-two. Okay, and how old is Larissa? Larissa. Uh, she is forty-nine. All right. Yeah, I mean that's almost a twenty-year age gap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, TV personality. What TV show is she on? Is she on, like is the she... wife? Like one of those wives? The wives. <laughs> God, it's like I really resent these. Sh she, oh, she's on the Real Housewives. There you go. This is insane. Fucking Pippin got fucked on his contract too. I know it was like it, it was, was shit, and that, but then he he got made up for it a little bit. But yeah, that's some fucking yeah, and it's some dark shit too because it was because his his brother was handicapped, right, and his dad was sick or something, and he was like, I just got to take the guarantee. It it was just uh, he didn't. I don't know who was advising him. Somebody gave him shit advice. But the worst part is you're watching that that um, last dance thing. Yeah, and the owner is like. He's like, yeah, he said he would sign him. What am I supposed to do? Tell him that it's a horrible deal? Like, <laughs> Fuck, it's like man. hearing Hesh and the Sopranos yeah. defend what he did to yeah. R&B groups in the 60s. You're yeah. like, you're a fucking bad yeah, dude. It's not good, man. Yeah. It's really not good. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I really, for for a while there, I lost interest completely in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, after at, like after 2000, I was like, hmm. And now I, I, I kind of like, I, I become like a... A casual, as they say, you know? Yeah. And, like, I watched the highlights and stuff. But that, for me, that decade was just... It was epic. Yeah. For sure. No, it was... I, I, I love it still, but that ep that decade was formative for me. The difference for me now is that I've gone to a few games live, and I think there's no league that does the live experience better than the NBA. I agree. So, like, when I go to those games, I'm like, I can get I really... I don't want to go to a football game anymore. And it's, I know that's, I like, know. sounds crazy to me, because I love watching football. I'll watch yeah. every game. But, like, yeah. do you see what happens? Like, there's, like, women beating up women there. And it's, and it's not, like, fun cat fights. It's like they're, yeah. like, punching their fucking head in. No. And I'm like, I don't want to see a woman no. from Cincinnati just break a Baltimore woman's face. I know. It's it's, it's, it's not, like, hot cat fighting. It's, no. like, they cat fight like dogs. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. I got into the sugar-free sticks, and I was one of those people who was like, oh, is this going to taste horrible now? I actually think it tastes better than any uh, a sports drink that has sugar. It's incredible, and you get hydrated in such an amazing way. I take them with me everywhere. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Liquid IV contains no artificial sweeteners plus zero sugar in the sugar-free version. It has eight vitamins and nutrients and is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk, nationwide at Costco or get 20% off when you first order. When you go to liquidiv.com and use the code CAVE at checkout, that's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code CAVE at liquidiv.com. 
This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I know. And it's also like, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's what you like, but I've been to a few live and you're just like, you're always looking like who's above you. There's people spilling drinks. There's people like saying the wildest shit. And you know, you're like, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm glad I didn't bring my kid to this hearing these guys you fucking pussy piece of shit like screaming it and you're like okay like can we just watch the game you can't so the only way to- i walk that line too because i do like when people say horrible shit at sporting events yeah. too because that's like the 90s kid in me where sure i remember just hearing shit where you're like wow you can't say that anymore no but yeah they started tailoring these games to families too much i feel like sometimes we'll yeah. be at the game and it's like it's like oh the fucking uh the mascots like yeah, a little he's that, like barney yeah. the dinosaur yeah. and i'm like i do want to see some some bad language at a sporting sure. event. Yeah. I remember being at a game with my friend and we, it was a Knicks game where like the nosebleeds and, and he was just like, dude, I'm titty fucking this girl. And this woman next to us was like, do you mind? <laughs> I was like, that's fair. That is fair. She's with her kids. That's, that's fair. fair that- <laughs> you titty fuck elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not? I was also at a Mets game once and I just heard a fucking, I heard the dad say, uh, John Olerud strikes out look and he goes, swing the bat, you fucking gay slur uh-huh. and you're just like all right i mean that's that's old new york i guess yeah that's old new york yeah that's that ain't good but i mean and he's I, got a kid with him too right and that's also the guy really is just passionate about sports i don't yeah. think he's a bad guy no he's probably yeah. a great man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he's a terrible man the worst was actually i went my friend's dad was coaching in college for a while so we would go to some college games it was the other college students because yeah. they're just you forget you're out of college. It's just a kid who's fucking like 19 who's getting hammered for the first time in his life. Right. And now he's got like a, a cause. He's like, I'm a fucking sun devil or whatever. And, you know, he just is going to just if he's near you, you're just like, oh, this, we should just move sections or something. It, that's a, that's my only issue with like the live football game is like no one's tailgating basketball games, right? Yeah. Like this is a full day. So you're like, this that dude's had like six screwdrivers already. Yeah. Seven beers, whatever. He's in the stadium. You can't pregame that hard for a sporting event. Like, look, I pregame. I'll fucking have a few drinks. But yeah. like, we're adults now. Like that. Yeah. that's like college age crazy drinking yeah and i it's too much for me to be around now i i we're also around we were around drunks we didn't want to be around for years just coming up in the clubs yeah where you're like this is overwhelming horrible i don't want to be a hostage it made me hate drunks so much i know maybe hate anybody that can't handle their alcohol me too and i was drunk yeah and i still hate i was a yeah. self-hating drunk yeah but it was like they were the worst and the thing i also found is that like a box seat while um you know, so nice or whatever. It's like, you don't feel like you're at the game anymore. No. It's too removed. So if like I've sitting, I've sat in the box and you're just like, Oh, I should just be home. I know. You Fuck know? that. It's no. too, it's too removed. It's awful. I, we, we got hooked up a few times for those like courtside Knicks tickets. And I remember one time Anthony DeVito and I are behind Tracy Morgan, which is like the greatest 
that's the greatest person to sit behind because he, his he's screaming the whole game and it makes no fucking sense yeah it was i remember michael beasley for the knicks is just having the game of his life and and tracy morgan just turns behind and looks at us and he goes real animals eat meat and we're like i don't know what the fuck that means but this is amazing like is tracy morgan man yeah yeah and we're just like yeah it's so cool to just watch a game with tracy morgan you remember finger fucking on the handball courts that's a Tracy line. <laughs> I watched you? him come out of the cellar once and, and Louis CK is walking right by him. And as they're walking by, Louis just gets off stage and Tracy goes, I hope you left some meat on that pussy for me. And Louis's like, I, I most certainly left I some meat on that pussy for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, oh Tracy God. is like, I mean, that dude's like one of the funniest humans ever. Yeah. Just with, just with his natural cadence and speech it's, it, you can't i watch all 30 rocks i'm like this is like insane how funny you are i heard right after the crash happened when he was in that walmart crash i heard comics talking at the cellar table and i just overheard chris rock go, people were like is he gonna be okay and chris goes of course he's gonna be okay it's not like tracy's comedy relied on precision <laughs> it's the best description i've ever heard of tracy it's true we were like shit yeah he's yeah. gonna be okay and then i remember we were like i hope already fuqua like you know we you know we all love at the cellar like, yeah. i hope he's not he was in the crash too i hope we didn't blow all his money on something dumb and right as we say that he rolls up in like a fucking ferrari we're like oh cool all right this will be gone soon <laughs> <laughs> he must have got paid yeah yeah i think he did pretty well yeah yeah and tracy i saw yeah. tracy like so he was kind of off the scene for a good bit and then when he was like hey he's back i was doing one of those like amphitheater you know 10 comic lineup shows and i i got driven there from the hotel in like a an s like a suburban and we pull around. I'm like, whose white Rolls Royce is that? <laughs> uh, with a driver in it. And then out steps Tracy in all white. It's, it's the driver from the Walmart crash. He's just <laughs> sentenced to drive Tracy around now. That's his fucking penance. <laughs> He's in all white with um, the most massive gold chain and huge medallion on it i'm like are you performing in that he's like of course <laughs> like, and then yeah he sweat through that thing so it looked like he was wearing like it looked like he came out of the ocean you know it's just like <laughs> stuck to his body i was like this is wild dude yeah oh I and love his him. set was insane yeah, yeah he's insane yeah, yeah i love the people that would go see him on uh you know when he was on snl expecting it to be like a clean show oh, yeah and they're just like two minutes in they're like this is not for us oh yeah yeah like they're just there he's like you know when you get your ass eating on a tuesday and you're like what <laughs> <laughs> and your man's drunk on the floor you step over and what's up kevin pick yourself up and you're like what the fuck and they're like we were expecting snl shit <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's the best. I mean, I, I heard it was the same shit uh, with JB, people who would expect him to be like Leon from Curb, and you're like, yeah, that's watch one of his fucking stand-up sets. That's not who he is. That When I did, um, did you ever do Juniors in Erie? No, but that was a clean club, right? It was a clean club. Never. So I tried to. That was like on my, I had a yeah. list of clubs I would hit up, and they just, they never got back to me. So I first worked it as a feature. Yeah. And I remember my agent at the time was like, all right, you got it, you know, you know, whatever. It's like a hundred dollars a show. Um, you got to work clean. And I'm like, he's like, you can do that. Right. And I'm like, yeah, it's like 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah. yeah. So I make it like a, you know, almost like a challenge and you're trying to like tweak words and, Oh, don't do this bit, do that bit. Just destroying your set. Dude. Yeah. 
And like, as you arrive, by the way, like they pick you up from the airport. They're like, Hey, you know, it's clean, right? And you're like, yeah, my agent told me. And then they like drop you off at the hotel and they're like, don't forget it's a clean set. And you're like, I got it. And then they pick you up and they're like, don't forget you got to work clean. I'm like, what the fuck? How many times are you going to say this? And then, you know, you, you first set, you you do it and you're like, the headline right. is Tracy Morgan, by the way. <laughs> you well, get well, the funny thing is like, I can't, you know, I got through it and they were like, all right, you know, and like you, you did that. You're able to work clean. And I was like, Hey, um, I don't recognize, I, this is at the time I'm just middling. I'm like, I don't recognize anybody on your upcoming acts. You know, I was like, why don't you get like some of the New York guys? And they're like, like who? And I started to list people, you know, like, uh, Geraldo and, and, uh, Attell and, you know, like, uh, just like all the guys that I know from New York. I'm like, and she was like, are they clean? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like, oh, then I don't want them. And I was like, okay. So fast forward a couple of years, you know, now you're just trying to get the work you can get. Yeah. And I get the offer to go back there. And they're like, he's like, well, you know, you'd have to do like 45 to an hour clean. You think you can do that. And I, I, I again look at it like as a challenge. And I'm like, okay, like book it. So I get there and they're like, all right, um, don't forget, you know, you gotta be, I'm like, yeah, no, it's very clear. I know. So at yeah. one point, like after one of the shows, I get off stage and the lady's like, she's like, oh, the, the man, the owner wants to see you in her office. I'm like, what's up? She's like, did you say penis? And I go, what? She's like, did you say penis on stage? And I go, yeah. I go, how do you know that? She's like, well, somebody told me. So she had like staff tattletailing. And I she go, has fucking snitches in there. I go, penis is the anatomically correct term. Yeah. She was like, fine. Like she let it go. And I'm like, all right. And then I'm sitting there with the, the other guy that works there. And I'm like, hey, man, what, like, what is with the degree that you guys are doing this to, you know? He's like, that's oh, just what she likes. It's what she likes, you know, and it's just important to her, you know. And then he tells me like a straight up street joke with the N word in it. And I'm oh like, oh my God. I'm like, very cool. Does this work on stage? <laughs> and, and I ask him, I'm like, have you ever had this um, somebody not be able, like, have you ever had to like, l like fire someone? He's like, oh yeah, the, what's that guy? Uh, JB Smooth? Oh. <laughs> I go, what happened? He goes, well, you know, we told him, we told him. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. And like, you know, <laughs> and like they go through the whole thing, you know, you know how to do it, right? He's like, I know how to do it. He goes like two minutes in, he's like, motherfucker this, motherfucker that, motherfucker this. So he gets off stage and we're like, what, what the hell? And he's like, what? And they go, we said clean. He goes, how am I supposed to work, man? <laughs> and they were just like, hit, get out of here. They just, they fired him. And the crowd is clearly hungry for like they, one curse. They, they could just give want, a fuck. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. It's just like, it was her mission to make it. You know what I mean? Like a personal mission. I don't, I never got okay. that. We've all done those like corporate gigs too. We'd like to like be clean. Yeah. And you're like, I got this. Yeah. And then a minute in, you're like bombing. You're like, fuck it. I'm doing my, I'm doing my yeah. titty fuck chunk. Yeah, Let's yeah, do yeah. this. Yeah. I was titty fucking at a football game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had that happen the other night on stage. I'm at the cellar and a woman, I did a bit about going down on a woman. It wasn't even like a dirty version. It was like a pretty clean version of that. And she stood up like, this is fucking disgusting. And I was like, I didn't actually do it in front of you. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not just saying I ate a pussy. And she, she and her husband get up and give me the finger. And this is the best part is the husband tries to pull his pants down to moon me as they're getting kicked out. I'm like, you called me, you called my joke disgusting. You're trying to show me your old bare ass. Yeah. They were like in their 60s. What? Yeah, it was pretty gross. Just for doing this bit? 
They were yellow skin. Uh, I mean, like tan from the sun, not Asian. I don't mean like a fat. That was, you know what I meant. They're, they're ill. They're, <laughs> they're, they're ill. actually they're sick. Ill. Yeah. Like cirrhosis. They're dying. Yeah. yeah. But they, uh, no, they were fucking trash bags. It was, uh, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing the shit that, the inconsistency that like that guy telling you an N word joke and then he's like, yeah. you got to be clean casually on stage. too. He wasn't like, I got something. To sh-. He was like, I, I, I want to hear a joke. I was like, okay. I was like, this is part of your make sure you stay clean speech. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Such a fucking people. Everyone's got their, everyone's got their weird line. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, I feel like everyone, especially those comedy clubs starting out there, they, uh, so many of them are awesome and so many have these like weird power trips yeah. where it's like run by some guy who like quit comedy and now hates comedy yeah but owns a comedy club sure yeah the 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 ones who like used to do comedy have the the strangest and 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 most strict lines you know like they cuz they they're full of bitterness usually yeah and then they're like, everything sucks. And then they have something that they like that doesn't really add up to you. And But it's all based on the fact that they used to do it, you know? Yeah, the clean shit I never got. I mean, that's like what I feel like comedy, that's the direction it's going in that scares me is now uh, anytime you post a bit that's not clean, it just gets buried because they're all these, you know, social media apps are trying to just get ad sales. Yeah. So it's like you have this like social media robot that detects like, oh, this is a bad word. Yeah. Even if you're making fun of the bad word, yeah. it just buries you now. So you're like, oh shit, this is like, this sucks for the next wave of comics who are trying to get discovered sure. by, you know, circumventing this, you know, industry that won't give them a special out of the gate. And now they can't get their jokes out there for free if it's a darker joke because, and maybe they're a darker comic. And, sure. And that sucks that yeah. they can't, uh, cause you know, especially like meta, all these ones are getting so fucking Instagram. They're getting the way, so. Is nobody over there? I mean, they have to be on to the fact that the bots are out of control. Out of control. Why isn't that addressed? I don't I mean like, how is there not something way beyond my concept, uh, ability to, to describe the word it can, you know what I mean? Mitigate this thing where like you post something and it's like. 50 things about like Sandra's wealth. Like, you know, I like know. I, 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 my life turned around when I met Sandra and it's fucking 50 times in the comments. Or the same women who are like, I'm horny. I'm like, you're not yeah, fucking no. real. Don't this look is, at my page. Yeah. That's a big one. Don't my look at my pussy. So wet right now. So it's under wet. some guy t- announcing he has cancer. <laughs> I have cancer. My pussy's so fucking, I'm squirting. Don't that's go to my stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked. It's stage four. The doctor says I don't have a chance. I'm dripping. I'm dripping wet. <laughs> no, where were you last night? I was just in San Antonio. I was in Texas. We do shows? No, I was just hanging with a girl. I'm oh, saying. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. I did a yoga class. It was it brutal. Was. Yeah. You know, it was crazy. Actually, at the end of the class, the instructor, you think, you know, what's crazy. You think you know people's lives, and then they say shit that's like that blows you away. Like the instructor just goes, you know, it's a really hard day. It was like a regular class. And she goes, this is a hard day for me because I was a flight attendant on 9-11 and I was in the air during it. And we just kept circling and circling and uh, we didn't know it was going to happen. And I just hope you take this with you. And I, I was so, I was so ready for it to be like, fuck Islam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But she was like, no, we have to stay together. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's better. Damn. But that's crazy, right? Yeah. You know, I think about that all the time now. It's like, by the way, whenever they, <laughs> they do this at the end, I've been doing yoga lately because my neck's fucked up and it's like saving me. It's and there's a girl that likes to do it. Yeah, yeah. That, that helps. That definitely helps. But I've been going on my own as well because I just oh. my neck is fucked up and it helps me. And uh, 
Dude, I, whenever they, <laughs> I always think of like, you know, whenever they say, uh, just let out whatever's bothering you right yeah, now. Yeah. I just, I just picture the instructor just wants to be like, Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Jews are bothering me. I just think it was funny about like a racist, but also yeah. like centered Zen person. And then who just like, and then says it and then just stays quiet. And everyone's like <laughs> looking around and you're like, guys. Just once I want instructor to be like, Biden eats babies. You guys good? We're good. Um, but uh, <sighs> no, it's <laughs> just letting it out. Oh, Feels good. I feel better now. Anybody else feeling that? Everyone's like, yeah, I don't like. They're bothering me too. <laughs> um, fuck. Is uh, is the girl? Does the girl live down there? Yeah, but no, but in New York as well. Oh, both. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, you got a place there How, in, in New York. How long you guys been seeing each other? A few months. All right. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, I think it's good. It's great. Yeah, it's funny. She's got a dog, and this like dog is so fucking tiny. It's like a sixteen-year-old. Uh, pug yeah with like a hint of chihuahua it's the cuntiest dog you've ever seen dog was living on the street for like a while in la yeah. it's got one eye yeah uh but you know she's crazy and we're uh we're at the vet uh with the dog because she's so fucking old like yeah. she's got like three teeth she tries to bite everybody she's got three teeth left like it she's bit me like eight times i'm like it feels like a lick it's sad yeah when they, they think they're tough still yeah. They've got yeah but um but vets are like good people. They are. It's because if you're a vet, you get into, you get into that because you love animals. Love them. Doctors yeah. don't get into medicine because they love humans. No, they're just thinking about I could probably have a really good career. Or they're Asian. Yeah, yeah, and, and they don't want to disappoint their parents. That's really what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. But or yeah, it's like money. But yeah. vets are like I love animals. Yeah, it's pretty you awesome. Know? Was she is she in comedy? No, thank God. I can't. Was she a fan? No, I mean, she knew my comedy, but I, I wouldn't say like a fan. Okay. Now, yeah. I would think that that's the best for realistic dating is someone not a fan. I would, it's awful. Yeah. That's terrible. You're only going to disappoint them. If you're starting here, you're only going, I mean, every relationship starts here. So yeah. you don't want to fucking be starting like here because now you're going down here. Yeah. 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 No, it's fucking horrible. No, because I've, I've, you know, we all know guys who have been like, seeing someone who was like a fan i'm like that's guy's so weird oh I, I mean how many comics do we know that are like mid 50s who their girlfriend's like 23 and we know a few <laughs> a few and they're like they're like i don't get how it didn't work out and i'm like really you don't understand like the math you yeah. understand that you're like no they like guys my age i'm like yeah for a minute yeah no that's not a fucking long-term solution most of the time most of the times girls that are 23 like guys that are around 23 most of the time. That's, yeah. that's what they're attracted to. Usually, yeah. yeah usually. Sometimes they like older guys. But sure. Like, I, I just think it's like, yeah, it's not a good no long-term game plan. I don't think so, no. And I, I, you know, I don't think I, like, I definitely, I think of all people that I know, I could not be with somebody who was like, big fan. I'd be like, don't even talk to me. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. yeah, you want them to not know who you are. That's the best way. Also, it's like not hot for someone to like you. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's something like, as a dude, don't you want to challenge? Don't yeah. you want to, I, I want to like work for it a little bit. Sure. That's that's a big reason I don't understand rap. Don't Wait, you think? Lay, lay it out for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Cosby's famous Andy's Yeah, I know. Pick one. No. It should be, like if you can't get laid and you're famous- but the thing, I think the big, conf the thing about Cosby doing that is what, because people would go, couldn't you just get laid? Like you're that famous. Of course. And the answer is, of course. But, but it's power. 
the thrill was that he enjoyed raping people that were asleep. Of course. So that's what was But fun. it feels darker to me when you're doing that and you're famous and rich yeah, and powerful. Of, of course. course. I guess also because you can cover it up and it seems super more villainous, you know? Yeah. When you can get away with it. Right, because that was the other thing. And then he also would do the thing where he would then posture as the, like, you need to really live your life a certain way. And a clean comedian. Clean. Would've, he would have killed it fucking Junior's Oh, he would have absolutely. They would have been like, oh, fucking added 15 shows. Yeah. 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 Was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. 15 shows, 14 allegations tour. <laughs> he took <laughs> one off. He's tired. Dude. Yeah. No, he takes, yeah, he, that's the thing. It's like, he, they don't care. It's always the clean comics. The clean comics are the scariest. They're the scariest. Yeah, because there's the same type of dude you meet who's just like, hey, buddy. Yeah, those. Those types of dudes yeah. who are like too friendly. They're always wearing loud shirts. Like, what's with all the color, man? Why don't you fucking dial it down a little yeah, bit? If you're raping, you shouldn't be peacocking. Yeah. You fucking, should be like in black. a lot of purple, man. Quiet, yeah. Yeah, uh, the clean, here's the thing. The clean comics, no matter what, are hiding something. Mm. I always feel like, the, like when people are like, um, you know, this filthy comic. I'm like, that guy is so much sweeter than you know. Yeah. Like that stuff he does on stage is crazy and like dirty and whatever. But like the real guy, like the, he's putting it out there. In other words, like all the demons are coming out. Yeah. You know, but like the guy who's just talking about like fucking cookies and, you know, like. I know. Breakfast. And you're like, uh, I don't know about this dude. Like, this You guys is like Gogurt? That guy's <laughs> That guy is so scary. Yeah, I, there's something I remember. I've had women I think give me shit about like doing certain bits. I remember I've had like bits where they're like you do that bit, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm nice to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a performance though too. You know, like even like when you're if you're like whatever you're saying, however crazy it is, it's like you're still on stage doing a thing. You know, dude, I think about that all the time. Like people get mad. I got so many fucking nasty tweets over like a 9/11 joke, and I'm like. Yeah, motherfucker. I was in the city that day. I got in yeah. line to donate blood. You think I fucking think 9-11 was funny? I'm going to make jokes about it. Yeah. You make jokes about anything, you yeah. know? So I hate this idea that like, because someone won't joke about something and you will, that you don't care about it. You yeah. know, maybe I care even more about it. And that's why I'm making jokes about sure. it. And also I think like, just because we can agree on stuff, but maybe we, we have a different idea on what's funny versus what can't be funny. Comedians will make anything funny. The weirdest is, have you ever met or heard from a comedian that is vocal about that's not funny? Like that's not something to joke oh, about? Oh, they're traitors. There's, uh, there's a few that come to mind immediately um, where I'm like- Do better. Yeah, Do better, Mr. Comedian. They're like, and they speak up. I've seen them speak up. Say, they're yeah. like, this was not okay to joke. And you're like, huh? Or I, the ones who are like narcs and they're like trying to like bust you. Yeah. The ones who are like, we see what you're doing. Yeah. And you're like, dude, yeah, they're jokes. It's yeah. This is called touring and working on our acts. This is, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but it's, thank God. That's the thing about Twitter, all those apps or whatever is, is, you know, you will leak into people's timelines who are like, I fucking hate you. And that's cool. That means you're actually reaching people. So yeah. that's good. It is like a comedy club where like, they're just opening the door and being yeah. like, yeah, oh, yeah. fuck you. And you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. that would be weird, that's right? That's weird, yeah. So- but, um, but you're right. When it's comics, it feels like the, it's like a dude wearing a wire or something. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's strange. It's very strange. Because I, I remember I got in trouble over a joke and I remember a comic I knew writing something kind of trashing me being like, oh shit, like I'll never forget that. Like I'll be cool to you, but I'll yeah. never forget. I'll never be cool with you. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like pleasant to you, but I'll never like you. Yeah, of course. Because I know that you'll go whichever Do way you... is like, 
the tide is turning. Do you have something where like you go, I, I, when you think about it, you go, I guess I don't joke about that. Like it's like your own personal no. line. I don't think so because I think maybe the only way I would go that way with a line is if it's, uh, if it's so recent that I'm emotional about it yeah. and it's not funny yet, but I think it'll be funny in a couple of weeks. So I think yeah. for me, the only way it's like, Oh, if I care too much about something, I feel like it's, it's reading that way on stage and it's yeah. not funny enough. Yeah. Just like too raw. So, you know, you have a breakup or something. Sometimes the jokes that you find funny are so dark yeah. that th they're not translating and the crowd just like, Oh, and you're like, that's not fucking helping, yeah. you know? So I think sometimes you need like, that's a good point. A couple months. You need distance. Yeah. For I've you both, to see it the way they see it. I've reacted negatively to watching something if it's super fresh, you know what I mean? Like day of, you know, like I'm like, Ugh. like I'm saying as a spectator, as a consumer. And also I've so many times done the thing where I think this is funny. And the audience is like, mm. you're like, oh, but that's okay. great that you, that you go for it. I think like, I think that if you don't, the day you stop going for it is that's it. People don't understand. Like what else am I going to get a rush out of? That's it's the biggest rush. It's like, yeah. okay. It's either that or I'm fucking doing blow after the show in a fucking Motel 6 or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I need, the, for me, the rush is I'm going to try this fucked up joke. And yeah. if it works, oh my God, I got them to laugh at something horrible. And that's like unifying in a weird way, it especially is, yeah. when the country's so divided. If we can come together and laugh on a fucking despicable subject, yeah. it's like weirdly bringing there's, a room of people together. There's nothing more exciting. Yeah. The, the thrill of... A, something new. New is always like so exciting. Be fucked up and new, like if it's dark. And then when you get someone to reluctantly laugh, like someone doesn't want to laugh and you can tell that they're like shaking their head and then they start laughing, you're like, this is like the biggest rush of all. That's what got me into comedy. Yeah. I remember listening to Chris Rock's album, Roll With The New, and like so many fucked up premises that yeah. he just murders the punchline on and my mom sees me laughing and she grabbed my headphones to see because I was a kid yeah. and she puts the headphones on and I just see this look of horror on yeah. her face like followed by her laughing I was like that's fucking beautiful that a it's joke awesome. can do yeah. that yeah yeah you know but uh yeah dude I remember I did a joke I think it was like a day or two after the Boston bombing and mm -hmm. of course I was like furious when I saw that shit like I have family in Boston I love Boston and uh and I, remember, I said something like, uh, it was like the biggest pop I've gotten. It's not even a great joke, but it like, it was just so fucking fresh. Fresh, yeah. And I think they heard me go into it and the crowd was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. But I said, uh, man, that made me sad when I saw that because my first thought was me and my brother, we don't do anything together anymore, you know? <laughs> and that fucking crushed. Yeah. Although I'll tell you, certain jokes don't, this is fucked up. I did, so I told you I've been doing yoga on the road. Yeah. I did a class with... Uh, Gary Veter, who opens for me, James Webb, who films for me on the road, and uh, Brian, who, who's my manager on the road, and uh, we decided to do a yoga class. It's like a hot yoga class in Baltimore, and we're like 30 minutes in. I can't believe this is a fucking true story. This is so stupid, but uh, we're like 30 minutes in, we're dying, it's a hot class, and the instructor goes, I see we have a, a comedian in the class, and I'm just like, fuck, this is bad. And she goes, does he want to tell us a joke? And I'm like, I'm in like a pose right now, this is horrible. Yeah. So I like look to Brian, like, what do I, I don't know what to do here, and he gives me a look like, I got this, which I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do, but he, he, he goes, I'll tell a joke, and the whole room is like, what the fuck? I'm like, we're looking like, what's he gonna do? And he, this, he tells my joke. It's an old joke of mine where he goes, my friend's girlfriend just had a miscarriage in the shower. And I was like, oh my God, worst baby shower ever. He tells this to a room full of women and it is fucking silence. 
And, uh, and the instructor just says, well, I'm triggered. And I was like, yeah, that joke usually fucking kills. I'm upset. Yeah. I, when yeah. I tell that joke, it does well. I'm upset too. And I, and I, and I turned after the class, I was like, dude, what the fuck? He goes, it's your joke. I go, I don't open with it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You got to earn those jokes. Yeah, yeah. Those are dark jokes. Yeah. That's like once they trust you and they're yeah, like, yeah, dude. yeah, no, that was brutal. And, uh, I give him shit about that. That's very, sense. It's, it's hilarious that that's the story though. Dude, that's, it's yeah. fucking, he's got balls. It's good to have a person on the road with you. Who's got. Yeah. Who's got fucking balls. Yeah. He'll, he'll do whatever. Yeah. That's the best to have there with was you. 60 more minutes in that class. <laughs> <laughs> it was not like an exchange of phone numbers between people no. after that. No. Yeah. One black dude laughed, but it was like 14 other women who were just like, I he, fucking, and he gave I hate guy. all of you. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, he, like, he, got, he liked it. <laughs> but it was like 14 other women who were like, you suck. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking brutal. Yeah. Are you, I don't remember if I asked you this before. Are you like a pen to paper guy? Do you, do you write them out? No, I, I, yes and no. I mean, I'll, I'll do like, um, I'll do, I'll write jokes, uh, in like a word doc, but then like it changes. You know how it is. I mean, you're, you do so many long bits that you yeah. can't be pen to paper. No. I mean, but I think. But if something is not working, the thing that I found that ch helps it is writing something down. You know what How, I mean? Like if you, if something like, if you're telling us, like you have a long bit, like a long story and there's, there are obviously jokes within the story. If there's like this one, you're like, this just isn't landing. Writing down and like an alternate is I think sometimes how you find a better one. You know? That's a good point. I, you have that joke about your dad in the military. Yeah. Is that, was that pen to paper? No. That one feels pen to paper to really? me. Really? Well, it's just a kind of like a perfectly crafted joke. The, um... Oh, like, but I guess that's what you want. I mean, you yeah. want to think that joke because that's like crazy that that could just be like yeah. a thing you say. Yeah, I remember that that was a, that you're talking about like when how he was not sharing about war. That's like, such a fucking great turn. Yeah, at the end. yeah, yeah. He uh, and that was you know that was just like real life. Like he that's just, a gift when you get a when you when it just happens and yeah. you're like that's insane that you just said that. Yeah, it was insane. And then you know he lived for another what three or four years? No. Five years or so, five, six years after that bit. I mean, it just went up from there, the talking about uh, war and the atrocities and like as casual as could be about That's it. That's insane. <laughs> that's just, insane that that's your dad. Like I what know. a different life you have. Well, you know, the thing that I realized later was that I had zero appreciation because he was like such a put together, like, you know, seemingly normal, well-adjusted person polite and loving and all this stuff. I had zero appreciation for how traumatized he definitely was from war. And it made me realize that there's no such thing as somebody who sees combat and isn't traumatized. Even the ones who say, I'm, I happen to not be traumatized. It's just manifesting itself differently through that. So the of person course. who's just like, yeah, I'm fine. They're not fine. Like no. you can't, exp the only person who would be like literally fine would be a, like, a, and there are these people are like definite like psychopaths who, <laughs> who are, you know, who aren't fine though. Well, yeah, there, but there's just like, you know, how they're kind of designed, but anybody who's not that way, I think if you experience the atrocities of like, you know, people dying next to you, you're killing people. Like, there's no way you're just like back to, back to business. I'm fine. You know, he you're was right. fucked up over it. And I think he didn't even have an awareness of that yeah. until like the end of his life. 
Because I don't think his generation would talk about it. I think it's a big his thing. generation didn't talk about it enough and our generation talks about everything too much. And there's like, there needs to be some sort of middle ground, but I don't understand. I mean, I feel like everyone back in the day, it was like writers and athletes or ser- like Ted Williams and J.D. Salinger served. Yeah, everybody you know, did. Isn't that crazy to think yeah. about? I guess like Pat Tillman served, but like think about like the best baseball. Think about like... Well, hopefully not Otani because he's not on our side, but uh, <laughs> he'd crush us. Did you ever but, think about joining the military? No. No, I know. It's like this thing where- Are you kidding me? I know, but I mean, like I had a, you know- By the way, I'm not helping us. No. Well, no, unless you need another guy complaining in the fucking, in the trenches. <laughs> These shoes are tight. I'm like, this is what, this is the weather? Really? <laughs> you hear a lot about it, a lot of badass Jewish soldiers, unless they're like Israeli. Yeah, the Israeli guys. Israeli, Israeli Jews are different than like New York Jews. No, we're like, we're, I'm like the, I'm from like the school of Woody Allen. This is bullshit. Where's yeah. my analyst Jews? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm well, not like, I'm not throwing down. Maybe you could go into intelligence then, you know? I, 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 here's the thing though, this, that generation, like my dad's, like he just, it was the era of the draft yeah and he just was like draft, he just went down there and signed up. Like, yeah. and then when I was in high school, there was no even conversation about joining the military. Like it wasn't even thought of and the people, I don't they could say whatever you want. Like, yeah, you're a pussy or whatever. Like we just never, I never even entertained it. I was like yeah. military. What would I go to the military? Like, yeah, no, it's, I mean, I respect people that, that do that like crazy, but I also, yeah. but it's not something that, uh, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine the shit your dad saw. I mean, I, I think about like how fucked up people came back. You even hear like, that's all, by the way, like I think Ted Williams, like he was like a fighter pilot with a shitload of medals. Then he, uh, he bat like, fucking close to 400 before yeah. and after yeah it's that's crazy it's really crazy that it works out for you yeah because then you also have like yeah there's fucking amazing people who just didn't come back think yeah. about how many people died in world war ii oh my god yeah that was the thing I, I didn't my dad never told me until he was like like much older that that the thing that affected him the most was thinking about the guys in his platoon who died and, I, and I, he'd never said this. Then he was like, yeah, I think about them every day. I was like, what? He goes, every day. I was like, I, I mean, I had, why would I know that? You know, unless you say it. He was like, yeah, the guys that like died next to you. I was like, fuck, I'd never considered that because it was never a conversation, you know? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I thought about it. I thought about it every day. Fuck. It's cr- well, you think about who your comedy boys are. I mean, yeah. like, and the bonding you must do. If you're, if you're putting your life on the line, those are like, those are your boys for life forever no matter what i can't imagine so think about your comedy buddies and how deep the bond is from just the comedy shit you've gone through, which can't even i feel must pale in comparison sure but like open mics with people you're like that's my fucking dude like yeah those are my friends forever because we you see each other weak and you see each other get strong it's like fucking cool but you're in the trenches like the literal you know the uh, the metaphorical trenches metaphorical yeah. yeah Yeah. There's no more trenches anymore, right? No. I feel like that's like World War One. Yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's how we still say it. Well, now the, the tech, tra- now it's just a term. The tech is too advanced. Yeah, it's to the point where how much would it suck to get killed by a drone? The worst. I mean, it's like getting shot in the back sucks, but killed by a fucking drone. Yeah, some fucking nerd is just like in pew, Nevada. Pew, pew. Yeah, is fucking killing you in the Middle East, and he's just like, oh, time for lunch. <laughs> Gets up, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah, the war injuries for those dudes—they just like trip over a router. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> yeah. like you see this scar. <laughs> 
<laughs> I tripped on a fucking Wi-Fi equipment. Yeah. That's so fucked Just up. nerds. It's so fucked up, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah, there's... I mean, there's still combat, obviously, but the tech technology is just so advanced now. I just can't imagine the shit you... I mean, yeah, I... I'm, my heart goes out to those people that, that serve because that's got that's like the bravest shit ever. I mean, I'm way too big a pussy. I just spent time with like a bunch of military people at a naval base in Pensacola. And it's so when you're around them, like in the environment, you know, because you see a somebody in uniform at a coffee shop, at the airport, you you know you 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 see it and you're like, oh, you know, that's cool, whatever. Yeah. Maybe you say something to them. Um, but when you're on a base and you see like how professional and like, you know, like just how everybody works as a unit, you're like, oh, fuck, these guys are like the real deal. It's it's rad. It is cool. It's cool. It really cool. They took me up in an F-18 fighter jet. I, I, flew. I saw those pictures you posted. I was wondering what that was. I was like, this dude's in fucking Top Gun 2 or Bro, something. They, yeah. they took me up in an F-18. Uh, Were you nervous at all? I was excited. I was yeah. excited. I mean, they, they prep you for throwing up and for passing out because they're like, you know, you're going to do the maneuvers they do during a Blue Angel show, right? Except you're flying solo with one. And they're like, you know, people throw up, don't feel bad. And you're like, here's like bags in case you throw up. And you're like, all right. And then they prep you for passing out <laughs> because like you pull so many G, you know what I mean? Like the G-force is just intense. So they're like, people pass out all the time. Yeah. Here's how to prep for it so they you basically it's all about your lower body yeah clinching so you flex your your calves your glutes and your quads you don't realize how fucking in shape you have to be to do this shit. guys are same with like formula one super, guys you yeah. don't realize like you see them training you're like that's insane where oh, you yeah. have to the way their you have to necks and all you have their to necks are like out here they must, all be, all, they must be awesome at eating pussy those oh guys they never i get tight down there yeah. i'm down there but those guys <laughs> those guys not they know how to eat a pussy they really do yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh and then these guys too they do that hick maneuver yeah what they call it to how to breathe so like your your lower body's totally engaged yeah and then you go you take your breath in you count to three and then you go <laughs> so that's how that's how you, how you try to stay conscious when the when the G-force gets way oh, up there. Shit. So their lower body's engaged and you're doing this, you know, they each have like their own way of doing it, but it's basically what I did, like out in quick. And then you you maintain like three quarters of, uh, you don't want all the air out and then you want all the air in. So it's this, but these dudes are doing maneuvers as they're doing this and you're just in the back of this thing and they're like, all right, we're going to do this fucking like six barrel rolls into a inverted thing and we're going to pull seven and a half G's and you're like, all right. And they're like, ready? And you're like, <laughs> you're just like holding on. And then you feel your vision go black and you're oh. like, and then, they, and then they're like, all right, we're out of it. And you're like, holy fuck. And they're like, there's only 45 minutes left. Like, oh my God. Like, And that, Tom Cruise made everyone do this shit for just to be in that movie. Just to be in that movie. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's fucking intense. Flying up. We, we went Mach 1.25. Which oh is nine hundred and fifty miles an hour on the ground. Oh my god! Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, dude. Just that sounds like, awful. Oh, it was fucking awesome. Really? Was, yeah, yeah. It was that part actually. You don't really realize it. Like you don't you don't sense that you're going that fast. You're up in the sky. You're passing through clouds. That's the only thing that kind of gives it away is how fast you're passing through clouds. But you don't feel anything when you go from like point nine one Mach to one point two. You're just like oh. What you really feel are when they do maneuvers and they're like, we're going to pull six G's. <laughs> and you're like, oh, 
fuck? And they fucking barrel around oh, and you shit. just feel your vision go black. Yeah, that that shit is intense. That would, I mean, dude, I get scared on commercial flights. This thing would fucking scare the shit out of you. It would scare me. Dude, yeah. I, I was, fuck, you heard about that diarrhea woman on that flight? Diarrhea woman? Yeah, they had to turn a plane around because this woman had diarrhea on a plane and she Wait. was just shitting everywhere. On a they, commercial you flight? Got, yeah, you must have the link to that shit. I think <laughs> they went down in uh, Sydney or something. But, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, they had to reroute it because she was shitting so badly. Reroute? Was she shitting in the seats? I don't know. I think so. She must have. It must have leaked or something. It was like, I think it was, yeah, woman. <laughs> it was Margaret Cho. Shit. No. Oh, my God. Severe case of diarrhea, yeah. A flight from Atlanta to Barcelona. Oh, that's a long flight. Uh, returned to the airport after the incident was deemed a biohazard issue. Holy fuck. I, I threw up and shit the entire way from L.A. to Minneapolis. It's the only time I ever canceled a weekend. It was a connecting flight. I was supposed to go to Virginia Beach. And from when we took, like when they shut the door, I was like, I think I'm sick. You know one of those things? Yeah. And then from takeoff to landing, throwing up and shitting. Well, the problem is we always feel like shit, just our schedule. So it's hard to tell when you're sick. Then, you're just, yeah. You're like, am I just being a bitch or yeah. am I sick? This is early and I feel nauseous or yeah. am I sick? So let's see what it says. An audio clip of the pilot's emergency call to dispatchers was shared on social media. This is a biohazard issue, the pilot said. You know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. So they want us to come back to Atlanta. I don't understand. Um, my partner was on that flight. It was pretty bad. It was dribbled down the aisle, smelled horrible. The vanilla-scented disinfectant used on only made it smell like vanilla-scented shit. <laughs> After the plane landed, it was thoroughly cleaned. Um, so this person, how did this person shit in the aisle? I don't get it, yeah, yeah, but clearly it happened. The mid-flight incident comes after a flight from Miami to Chile was for, oh, this is a different incident, where after its pilot died mid-flight, what would a, you rather have, a dead pilot or a shit-smelling plane? That's a fair question. I think a dead pilot. Me too, because yeah. there's two pilots. Yeah, that guy can handle it. That's why you have him. He, by the way, though, he probably shits too. Yeah, he does. But not as bad. No. D diarrhea in the aisles? <sighs> Come on, man. Come on. It was Delta? Yeah. I'm getting some points from that flight. <laughs> That's crazy. You have to reimburse people for that. I wonder how many points you get because I definitely would. Fought. I fought hard on that shit before. You you fought for stuff. Yeah, I missed. Um, I is missed, Delta your go to? I usually Delta is. I think that. I mean, everybody. Look, here's the thing: they about, all fuck us. Yeah, and there's people who swear they're like it's American or, and you're like, dude, it like you can have good and bad experiences on all the airlines, not on Spirit, but like on on the big carriers, you're gonna have good and bad experiences, you know. Yeah, well, Delta, f I've been fucked by all of them, but I did American fuck me the hardest. I think it was last time I did your podcast, actually. Really? I was in, I was, no, yeah, it was, because I was flying from Austin to uh, Vermont, and I had to connect in Philly, and if, and I knew I was missing the fucking flight. I hold the, the flight up to her, and I'm like, I'm missing this, and she was like, you're going to make it, and I was like, I, I see on my phone I'm not going to make it, and she was like, Trust me. And I was like, all right. So we land and it said, we were like, I think in Philly it was like, we landed like gate B2 and my connection was F32. Yeah. And I just showed her on my phone and she, and she was like, run. And I was like, oh, this is like insane. They say run. I've had multiple times they go run. And I'm like, 
This is, I have two no. fucking check bags. Yeah. Dude. And I got there and she slammed, she fucking closed the door. It was one of those close the door in your face moments where you're like, dude, come on. Come on. And they're like, no, the door's shut. So they gave me, I was shit faced on the flight. I got in the next flight and it was getting into Vermont at like 1030. So I missed the show, but I was fucking wasted on the, on the connect flight. Cause I was so cranky. I was, yeah. I was like a middle seat last row, which is all they had. So I'm fucking bombed. And I was tweeting at American airlines. Like, thanks. Like, thanks for calling me Jew boy fuckers. Like I was just making shit up. Cause I was so drunk. And, uh, and they tweeted back, we've decided to give you 7,500 points. And then I wrote back, I was so drunk. I was like, you fucking anti-Semites. And they, and they were like, we've decided to give you an additional 7,500 <laughs> points. And, uh, <laughs> I just picture like N word. They're like twenty five thousand. Yeah, they have different but, tiers. But Jew boy, they're like we have to start low because he'll haggle with us. <laughs> so he has to. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's a great tactic if yeah. you're one of the airline people and someone goes, "I'm not going to make it." Be like, "You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right." That's yeah. what I would say to everybody. Off the hook yeah. the second I'm off the flight. Yeah. No, I, I was so angry. You're definitely going to make it. I miss. But then once you, you know, when you were like that angry, and then you just are like, "It's a show." It, yeah. This is really effect. Like I, I end up staying an extra night to make up the show. Yeah. But like, you have to remember, you're like, is this really going to change my life? You make every, you're Hell just yeah. trained in comedy to be like, I'm going to fucking, Dude, I miss it. I was, I mean, when I tell you how sick, I was so sick that, I mean, literally the flight from LA to Minneapolis was, I would go to the bathroom, either shit, vomit, or both, <sighs> go back to the seat, I'm sweating. You know, the people next to me are like, and I'd be like, Ugh. and then I get up the whole flight and I still was hesitant to tell my agent. I was like, I, I can't do that. Cause I was, I didn't want to be, you know, come down on like what you're, you're, you're canceling the show. Right. Cause we're trained. I at least am remembering when I had like these awful, I, I love my agent now, but I remember having agents back in the day where they're like, they don't give a fuck about you. Well, yeah. I mean, I, the funny thing was like, I, I I'd never, I'd done shows sick. I'd done shows with like the flu. You have to have to at least coming up. A thousand percent. Yeah. And I still, when I was, when I said it, you know, it wasn't like, I don't remember it being like, are you okay? It was like, all right. No, and, same. That, that's what and happened And the me club and... was like, oh, really? Yeah. You're sick. And I'm like, Wait, but why, like of, of my track record, why would I, I know. make this up? And then they didn't like believe it. I know. And I went to a hotel, like I landed in Minneapolis, went to like a hotel, like the airport hotel just to be sick. I was like, I can't get on a plane. Yeah. Just to be sick there. And I just spent a day there just being sick. Week. It was horrible. Dude, I remember doing, it's funny you said Minneapolis, because I remember being a young comic and then my agents being like, we got you a headlining week in the house of comedy. I was like, oh shit. Like we had a dropout. I was like, cool, man. And uh, and I was like, wait, house of comedy Minneapolis? He's like, yeah, I was like, the one that Al Shabam threatened to shoot up this weekend, you had to drop out there. They're like, that's not a big story. I shoot you now. I go to the front page of CNN. Al Shabab threatens to shoot up House of uh, Mall of America. And I was like, I just sent it to him. And they're just like, it's going to be fine. And I remember calling Joe List, like, should I do this? And he was like, if you get shot, you're the dumbest comedian of all time. Did and you do it? I didn't. I didn't do it. Uh, and they were like pretty pissed at me for not taking a fallout weekend on like a Wednesday. But then I For, did like that it was associated with like a terrorist threat. Yeah. I just felt like I'd been in New York for 9-11. I'd been in New Orleans for Katrina. I felt like I'm like, I can't. Keep you were there it. for Katrina? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Were you living there? No, I was a freshman at Tulane. So I ended up leaving uh before like it, it was coming and I left. I evacuated. Oh, you did? Yeah. No, I wasn't there when it was like coming. But did you go back? I went back for a year and a half. Um, how long how long between evacuating and going back though? A semester. 
like a semester away. Yeah. Wow. Was the school shut down for a semester? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. it was. It was underwater. Wow. I mean that whole fucking city, man. Yeah. But I love New Orleans. That's like one of my favorite. I cities. remember bombing so hard uh, with a Katrina joke in like the month after. Yeah. Yeah. So so hard, and I and I was doing it as an opener. You know, you like you have to earn these jokes. Yeah. I was doing it as an opener, as a middle, and it fucking set me up for like death, like deaths. Like I was trying it, and it was like about how there was um, people. There were stories about the people were being raped in the aftermath. <laughs> I really love what this is. Yeah. You're doing a Katrina rape joke. Yeah, yeah. That was my joke. <laughs> I was like, you know, there's something that, like, people are being raped. Um, like, in, in New Orleans, and I go, you know, nothing turns me on, like, seeing a, like a, a dead body float by. I'm like, man, my dick's hard right now. <laughs> and, like, I would do that to, like, a sold-out show, and, I, and then everyone was like... <laughs> and the thing was, what I found was that, at the time, I had a pretty bulletproof... 20 minute, you know, feature set. Sure. I couldn't put it together. Like I, I, it wouldn't work after that. And I did it twice. That's amazing. Bombed so hard. Both sets. Like it was like a Friday night, early late show. And I was with Kreischer. I was, I was uh, opening for him. Wow. And the next day I was, you know, cause I was like shell shocked from bombing that hard. It was so bad. He goes, can I give you one piece of advice? I go, <laughs> I go yeah. He goes, just open differently. And I go, yeah, okay. not a good opener. I know, it was so fucking... That's amazing. And I did. But you have balls for fucking, for doing... No, but that's the thing is like, for going for it... By the way, going for it twice... That was, I know. That's pretty cool though that you did Even that. the MC was like, I've never seen someone eat shit that hard. I know, like, but that's your style is kind yeah. of pushing it. So that's, yeah. you have to find that. You have to I figure mean, it out. Yeah. I think that's cool that you did that... Uh, I remember Geraldo had the fucking funniest Katrina joke about like how how many times he's blacked out in Katrina in, in uh, New Orleans, uh -huh. and he's like, I can only imagine being one of those people that came to like, what the fuck did I do last <laughs> night? Yeah, was I near a dam? <laughs> That's very funny. Damn, he had some great Katrina jokes. He had great. He had so many great bits. Yeah, he was one of my favorite comics ever. I wasn't even, you know, I, there's people who I guess gravitate towards or don't uh, when it comes to the roasts. Like, I was never like, oh, my God, I love the roasts. But I, you, there was kind of an era where you just like, I have to watch this. This yeah. is like the big thing happening. But when I would watch his sets, I was I was like, this is fantastic. It was you know? it was like artful. He was, yeah. he was uh, man, Jesse Joyce would like collaborate with those on. Yeah. And Jesse's such a good roast joke writer. And, and them together was like. Yeah. And Greg was like so, even like that Larry the Cable Guy one, the way he just was so angry. I was like, this is like fucking, I've never seen this passionate a roast set. Really? I don't remember that. Oh, he was so like fucking furious that Larry's success was so funny. And then, uh, oh man, his Joan Rivers set. All his sets were so, I, what I loved what he would do at roast is that he would like say something really nice at the end and then shit on them again. Mm -hmm. Like you think you're getting that ending after that beautiful, yeah, like, yeah. oh, I just destroyed you for seven, eight minutes. Yeah. And then like, but seriously, you're the best. And then he would say something else. Like, like awful. Uh, yeah. It was something like with Joan Rivers. He was like, but seriously, you're like an icon. You're the best. And uh, something about like titty fucking a crocodile. You're like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> like I thought you think you're out, but it's like yeah, one more punch. One more punch. Yeah. Yeah, he was um, relentless, merciless, and so smart. And like, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely was like idolizing that guy There's, in that era. I totally relate to you trying out insanely offensive jokes and bombing. I remember doing that in front of Marin, and uh, 
like must have been I think it was like Rooster T Feathers in like 2010 or something and yeah. I was featuring from Mark Marin and I just I tried one I forgot the joke even but it bombed so fucking hard and after the show I was explaining to Mark like I was so young and dumb I'm like well I thought this would do it and Mark goes I know what you were doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's all he yeah. so just be like shut the fuck up Sam I remember I was doing a man a, such a shitty room in Atlantic City and I was middling and the headliner was this guy that looked like he fucking, I don't know, man, like changed transmissions or something. I was like, you're like, I, what are you, you're a comic? I used to, like one of those. Where in AC? Do you remember? It was such a shit, it was one of the clubs that was in. Um, the Tropicana one? Maybe the Trop one. That guy stiffed a lot, stiffed me on money. That guy was something else. That guy. He ditched town. He like seemed like a real life, um, what was the Will Ferrell character uh, in, in. San Diego, you know, oh, like, Anchorman. Yeah, like this guy was like sitting at the bar with a drink. He's like, "Did you bring your headshot?" And I was like, "My headshot? Like who travels with their headshots?" And he was like, "You got to bring headshots, otherwise we don't have a headshot to put." And I was like, "I hope someone headshots this motherfucker." Fucking, it was just ridiculous. Me money. But so the headliner, he was like, "Yeah, I don't really do it much." I was like, "How are you doing this?" He's yeah. like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm friends with the." the owner and uh, I just do this to come play poker. I don't give a fuck about the show. And I was like, okay, you'd get those. And then he's, you know, I would do my, my middle set. And then this guy, you know, he would end on this, uh, a, like a magic trick with a newspaper. So he would fold up the paper and do like some crazy magic trick. And then I would see him in the casino and he'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go play poker. And then I would see him the next day. And he was like, yeah, I was up till like 5am playing poker and, I was like, how you doing? He's like, not fucking good. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And, and we're doing these shows. And uh, I think we're doing like the seventh show of the week. And there's a bunch of old ladies out there. And I remember him going, uh, you see the old ladies out there? And I go, yeah. He goes, what does that tell you? And I go, I don't know. He goes, maybe don't do your shitting on a glass coffee table bit. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Damn. And he was like right back to his stuff. And I was like, yeah, good, good call. Good call, man. He was like, I mean, I don't think he gave two shits. There, there's something so depressing about AC too. I remember two, two AC stories that come to mind. First, one of them is that room. I'm fucking, it's three headliner show, right? So you're all splitting it. Right, yeah. One guy who is just a degenerate gambler there with me on the show He's gambling not only in the casino after the shows, but he's on his phone the whole fucking time doing sports betting. And it's like baseball regular season games. And the whole show, not only are we all bombing, but he's on his phone and goes, can't catch a fucking break. Can't catch a fucking break. That's the whole show. <laughs> and I remember staying in the condo and I just remember like stumbling back, pissed drunk. I was drinking at Tony Baltimore Grill, which is, I love that spot. It's like rum and coke, like this big for uh -huh. six bucks was the best. But you just walk into that shitty condo, pissed drunk. And I remember seeing a cockroach stomping it and they're just passing out on the bed. And I was like, fuck, this is, this is a sad weekend. There's so many sad, those first time you do Vegas, or Atlantic AC. City. Yeah, you. There's this thing where you go, or Reno, because the thing is, you're you're so excited to get work, yeah. and they pay you just a little bit more than a club at the time for your level does. So you're like, oh, this is more money, but then you like you don't really calculate that. And you're like, all I have to do is spend Monday through Sunday there, do like one show Monday, one show Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. and in your head you're like, I'm doing so many shows, I'll I'm get doing, better at comedy. Like, yeah, this is just great. Yeah, and then. You know, some of those places, the show is at 10. So what happens is your day 
is just like you wake up and you have like just you have like 14 hours yeah. of like hey you know yeah you look out maybe you notes or something you eat breakfast you walk around and then you're like well i shouldn't spend money because i don't want to spend money at the place that's giving me the money but there's really nothing to do yeah and there's nowhere to go just like walk around this casino and you know third fourth day of that you're like man i, I would get like really depressed in those because really you're not going outside. I remember like no. Reno. I was like, I should see what's going on outside. It's just like meth people walking by. You're like, I'll stay in the casino. Yeah. But I remember AC one night. I I was opening for David Telder. It was like years ago, and uh, we get in at like three thirty a.m. from another city, and and he's like, What do you want to do? And I was like, uh, I was gonna go to bed. He's like, Let's gamble. I was like, All right. So we three thirty a.m. We're gambling. And we're both just fucking crushing. Like, and it's hilarious that none of these people know that this is David Tell. This is yeah. like a comedy Jedi. Yeah. And he's killing at the table. Like, he's making all these jokes. He's shitting on strangers, smoking cigarettes. Just one guy, like, yells at me, you got a hit there. And Dave goes, thanks, professor. Like, just <laughs> shitting on dudes. We're dying. And, uh, and before we know, we're up like a lot of money, both yeah. of us. So we're just like on. And he's like, I didn't know you had it in you, kid. He's just like shitting on me. Uh-huh. And, uh, I remember just going out. It was like one of those weird things where you like feel like, holy shit, I never get a W at these casinos. And we just like walk outside, 7.30 a.m., he lights a cigarette. And I'm like, this is like, I feel like we just did a heist or something. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. AC, I had no concept of because I was I never, I didn't grow up in that area. And I remember like, oh, it's Atlantic City. And they, they, t- they drop you off at a place that's on the boardwalk. And you're like, this is pretty cool. The boardwalk and is cool. Right away, there are people at the casino are like, hey, you know not to like leave this area, right? <laughs> And you're like, what? And they're like, this is a really rough city. Yeah. And you're like, oh, really? And then you get in a car, someone drives you in, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, AC is no joke. Oh, dude, I remember going to a pharmacy trying to get something. I was like, I was trying to get, <clears throat> but there's like a line of people. I'm like, these are opioid people. Yeah. This is sad. This yeah, is bad. bad. I mean, that city is like. It's weird. I have, I have a weird love of AC, but man, I remember my brother did his bachelor party there. But this is AC to me. We go to a strip club for his bachelor party. There's like the one Jewish woman. We could tell she was Jewish because she had a fucking Star of David tattoo on her quad. I'm really? like, that's a that's an AC Jew right there. <laughs> a stripper with a Star of David <laughs> on her thigh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a fucking, yeah. That's but uh, no, I have a weird love of AC, even though I've had like fun nights there too. It's weird. I, I've, i you know, really started to appreciate gambling more. So, do you gamble? Well, not a big time, but like, you know, I've, it's fun. Like when I do my Vegas gigs, me and the crew, we always, we get a table, we do blackjack. It's fun. I, I always hit the high limit slots. That's the the most fun is you go, you just risk it. You go, I'm putting like a thousand dollars in this and spending like 200 a spin. But when it hits... You actually get like a payout, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We do that every time. I got it. Everyone though is like, you got to do craps. They're like, you're out of your mind if you don't do craps. I don't, I don't really get it. I don't I, either. That's why I think the part of the fun is I'll just put money down and be like, did I win? <laughs> <laughs> I do blackjack usually. Blackjack I love still. blackjack. The luck, but here's the thing. You have to, like, I've gotten to the point where I accept that it is the <laughs> luck of the shoe. Like you have good shoes and bad shoes. So when it's a good one, you just fucking enjoy it. And you just like when the bat, it's not like, oh, strategically, I didn't. It's like, no, you just get bad hands. That's how it works. You know, it is luck. And it's all about the table vibe. Like, if you draw a dude, well, we were AC, we drew the biggest douchebag at our table. This guy who was just like, he was some like 
like guy from Syracuse. He just kept like talking, and and he goes, "Where are you, where are you from?" And, and I go, "New York City." He goes, "Eh." And I was like, "Where are you from?" He goes, "Syracuse." I was like, "You're ain New York." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that, and "I'm fucking hammered." So I was like, "That's the worst fucking city in the state." Fuck Syracuse. And he's like, "I have never." He's getting like offended. And then he's trying to high five us after hands. I'm like, "Fuck you, dude." Fuck off. And uh, he pulled this card. He goes, he goes, "Well, ah." Uh, well, I have a wife and kid. What do you have? I'm like, where the fuck are they? You're at, yeah. It's 2 a.m. You're at the blackjack table. The Clearly, fuck? it's not good. A guy who doesn't know how to play will fuck the table, too. Dude, you get so fucking mad. I've had a few on tour with me, like yeah. even friends who I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, isn't it the point to get 21? I'm like, bro, no, Dude. you don't like, you're not like they're hitting 18s. They're like, I'm trying to get to 21. I'm like, that's not how you play. <laughs> they're like, I'm not yet. I know, but those dudes are kind of funny too. We're I just know. watching dude just flush their money down the toilet. One of my friend's dads was with us, and he goes, "If you hit that again, I'll stab you in the fucking neck." This is like a grown man. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" But I was laughing so hard. He was he was he was like talking to the dealer. He's like an older guy, and he was like, "What's your name?" And it was like this Asian dealer. He was like uh, Dave. He goes, "What's your real name?" <laughs> <laughs> I was what like, the oh, fuck? fuck, man! What yeah, the fuck? It was right out of the gate too. I was like, oh Jesus Christ! Like a seventy-year-old man. Thank God. No, I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, but he was like real hot about the play because my friends legitimately did not have a clue what they were, and I didn't know. I was like, Dude, what are you doing? You like, you bond at the if you get a good table, you bond with those. Oh people. yeah, and if everybody table wins, like when everybody starts winning, that oh. is a thrill. That's a thrill. We had a few of those. I was there like last week and. We had like a, a couple really fun runs where everybody's winning at the hand. And the dealer, you could tell the dealer was like, he was like telling, you know, telling some of the guys, he was like, mm, don't, like, don't hit that. That and dude's getting fucking God after that. We were all like, giving they're on the kick. fucking, they're yeah. on the monitor, like, we're going to fucking kill him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like, Dave, can we speak with you yeah. for a sec? <laughs> fucking breaking his hand. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's so fun. It's fun, dude. You ever see that movie, The Cooler? With, uh, yeah. That's kind of a fun one. And he's so perfect as that. Yeah. He's so, he, like, it sounds like an insult, but he's so <laughs> perfectly pathetic. Yeah. What's his name? William H. Macy. He's so pathetic in the movie. And like and it like he embodies it like just so well. Yeah. Like he sits and like it, he really is the cooler, you know. Yeah, and Alec is, Baldwin, right? He's yeah. In that too. And fucking Maria Bello's titties. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was awesome in that movie. Like even like the hair, the suit, it's all perfect. He plays that guy in Boogie Nights too. That kind of just loser. Yeah. yeah. He's a great actor though. So fucking good. Fargo too. Kind of plays that fucking loser. Yeah. Yep. I, his his lady's getting banged in front of him and it's so brutal boogie nice is one that like if it's on tv i'm like well there goes three hours it's so fucking good the music too it's like every tune in that movie yeah i was just thinking too about um this is totally not the same thing but uh talented mr ripley dude i love that movie I love great that book movie. too fucking patricia highsmith that yeah. That uh, that movie is like that was on TV the other day, and I was just like, you Phil have Seymour to. Hoffman again. If you if it's on, you it's also like aesthetically, it's so great. You know, it's in Italy. It's like the what is it, the '60s or something, and you know, like the style of it and all the. This is also I remember watching this movie. Um, so here's the thing: I never saw Goodwill Hunting. Oh wow! So when the two of them became like household names from it, I was like. I did that thing where I was like, I don't give a shit, these two fucks, right? I just didn't care. I didn't care about the movie. I just kind of moved on. And this comes out, and I'm like, oh, it's that fucking guy. And 
<laughs> I was here's the thing. I watched this movie and I was so blown away by how good of an actor Matt Damon was in this movie. I was like, oh, this guy is fucking legitimately like an amazing he's fantastic in this movie so good isn't it? and then i remember seeing the trailer for uh the first born i was like this fuck is gonna play <laughs> like a badass yeah. <laughs> like i couldn't and I couldn't. he's gonna crush it again I, I saw the trailer i was like this is the dumbest fucking thing i've ever seen yeah. and then i saw the movie i was like that's no, pretty good <laughs> those born movies rule those are amazing until they put renner in one and then you're like oh that's no good that yeah that one they're like you go like oh he's a renner in the town dude yeah He's That's a that. cool fucking role. Yeah. Yeah, no, Matt Damon, uh, kind of underrated comedy actor, too, man. He's great. He's funny as shit. He's in, great. And a lot, I mean, yeah, I, I love I love movies like that that are just super fucking dark and yeah. don't have a happy ending. Yeah. It's like this dude murders again and then just gets away with it. That's And here's the thing about it. I think about that and uh, Matchpoint. The, um, Match point's good. So the, t the two things about the, and both those movies, I'm like, this is how great the filmmaking is. There's this thing that's happening where at the very end, when they get away with it, you're like, ah, good. <laughs> you know? Like, and you're like, that's so fucked up. Yeah. But like, you want the guy in Match Point to get away with it. And then like in Talented Mr. Ripley, I mean, I don't know what it says about me, but it's like, he's just like, then he gets the, the allowance from the dad and you're like, Way to go, man. Hell was, yeah. yeah. You did, mission accomplished. You did a great job. Yeah. It's so <laughs> well, fucked well, up. It's so funny. Woody Allen makes so many movies where the piece of shit person just wins. Yeah. And I'm just like, what are you trying to tell us? Well, he's, he's like, I should win. I should win. I should win. I but, think uh, I will. Yeah. But he got a little too on the nose with with some of those like husbands and wives where you're like, dude, these are like, well, fuck it. You rewatch Manhattan now. That's a beautiful looking movie. It's an incredible movie. But it's legitimately just like there's nothing learned by the end. He's just like, I couldn't make it work with this with this child. Yeah. Not like I shouldn't fuck kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, I couldn't, you know. Uh, my friend Ron on Hirschberg was like, that's a rom-com for pedophiles. Wow, that's really? What he it. Basically, I mean, she's look, she's I guess eighteen, but she's a high school senior. Like, you shouldn't be fucking. You know what the fucked up connection with Woody Allen is too? Mm. Is that that girl goes to Dalton in the seventies? You know who taught at Dalton in the seventies? Jeffrey Epstein. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that's and they they knew each other. Those two did. Yeah, I hate to get too fucking rabbit hole on you, but uh, no. that's a that's a weird. It's a good click of friends. Yeah, that's a <laughs> those, are the, those are the buddies you want. Look, they had nice homes. I'm sure. Yeah, that 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 guy was connected to so many movers. He must have had great dinner parties aside from the children. Oh, incredible! Uh, aside from the underage women, those were probably some interesting people at those parties. How how about? And I'm the last conspiracy theorist guy. Yeah, but the fact that that list is not released it's not public it's fucking weird it's the strangest thing i'm not a big jews aren't big conspiracy theory people either yeah. we're just not it's like it always ends with us eating babies somehow yeah it yeah. always is like something something george soros then trolling the interest rates yeah, jews yeah. eat babies yeah. and you're like that we don't eat babies fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i'm with you that's there's something shady as fuck well that's cool after the child sex convictions <laughs> you, you can't just turn your back on friends no that, look at Woody's outfit, too. What is he? So insane. Well, he lives in Manhattan. Why is he dressed like he's going on a safari? He always wears that goofy fucking hat. What is he doing? And the pants are too high. There's no excuse for looking like that. He ma He's made it work, though. I mean, that is insane that he's still with that same daughter. Yeah. <laughs> he's still with her. All these years later, yeah. He's fucking like 80-something. 
87, I think. At this point, this relationship be- becomes, uh, you know, hus- like a father. You know what I mean? Isn't like, that weird that he, at he's 87, his stepdaughter, yeah. and now she kind of becomes the parent because yeah. of his age. Because That's of his, yeah. fucked up. It's very fucked up. That she just, I don't think she, I think he's <laughs> one of those like super geniuses that just wants to be with someone who I don't think, maybe she's like a sounding board. I don't think she's contributing a lot intellectually on his level. I, I just can't. No. I think there's like hyper intellectual people like that who are either with someone who are, they're equal or people who are like, I'm the genius yeah. and you tolerate my genius. And I make, I mean, you can't be with someone who's your equal if you have his if you're as prolific as Woody Allen, this guy yeah. put out like a movie a year, a year for for like yeah, ever decades. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's just got to be. As far as like American filmmakers, it's fucking taboo to say now, but like there's not a lot of people in his league. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of his work though. I haven't. I think all New York people are more exposed to it because he's like the quintessential New York guy. Dude, you know what? I, I got a wreck for you if you've never seen Bullets Over Broadway. Yeah, I think it's his funniest movie. It's, really? it's starring. He's not in it. It's John Cusack and Diane Weist and Chaz Palminteri. I think one of them won an Oscar for it. It's really? so fucking funny. Maybe I'll do. That's uh, Colin Quinn's favorite. He, he's like, I give the the New York uh, vote of confidence. Yeah, Colin Quinn's got great movie wrecks. Yeah, and he's like, that's my favorite Woody Allen comedy too. All right, I'll check it out. Bullets Over Broadway's fucking. We watched it when we were on tour bus. We watched it. And it was it killed. On it the killed bus. really. It's fucking funny. All right. The premise is it's a gangster. Like John Cusack's a struggling playwright in like the 20s and they can't get his play made and, let, and they're like, we got a donor. We got a guy who donated money and it's Joe Vitarelli from mm-hmm. Analyze This, you know, the fat guy. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but you got to cast, he's a mafia guy. You got to cast my girlfriend and it's Jennifer Tilly and she's the worst actress in the world. Uh-huh. So they get the play made, but they're now casting the worst fucking actress in That's a supporting funny. role. Yeah. It's, it's killer. That's funny. Um, yeah, I'll check that out. I'll check it out. I, I need to watch some of his stuff. I, I don't know. Some of the, I was turned off by the molesting his children, but I'll, I'll check it out. It ain't his good. Stuff. Yeah, no. It ain't good. Also, it's, I got another Rick. Bill Cosby himself. That's Have a fantastic. Seen that? I've seen that. That's actually the first stand-up thing I ever saw in my <laughs> yeah. life. It was great. Um, no, he's. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, he's done some fucking bad shit, probably. But uh, but he's made some great movies. He's made some, and this one you don't have to feel as bad because he's not even in it. Yeah, you know. Epstein, but great you know investor. Oh, you can't it, knock his investments. He's done a great yeah. job with people's money. You know? I mean, <laughs> what are we going to do? Act like he didn't know what he was talking about? You can hate the art or yeah. the artist, but not the art. Yeah. What about, he also opens, the fucked up thing is he opens with this movie with, God, what's the name of that singer who does, did blackface? Fuck. He, it's a famous song. You'll know the guy. I don't remember. But Ted Danson? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't remember. You'll look it up. And, really? uh, okay. But dude, that great fucking movie. All right. Um, a reminder, you can see Sam Morrill on November 4th at the theater at Madison Square Garden. You can get tickets right now at sammorill.com. And I'm everywhere on the road. I'm He's like, on the road. Yeah, I'm Phoenix, Indianapolis, Columbus, Cincy, uh, Chicago, Fucking, I mean, I'm going to Australia too. That's a big one. That is so, have you done it before? Never, man. You're actually a big reason I went. Cause I I saw you going, I was like, I should fucking. Dude, it's so fun. Well, I'm doing all that in November, like everywhere in Australia. And then, and then I got Vegas and uh, Florida, but. uh, You're going to have such a good time in Australia. Oh, and Cleveland. I'm I'm all over. I'm samurell.com. There you go. Slash shows, but. uh, He's touring everywhere. Get tickets. By the way, I'm coming everywhere. Yeah. 
best tour good name tour ever. i know I mean, it's gonna be hard it. to, it's gonna be hard thank you it's gonna be hard to top they, it they were hard to come up with they are because you I sound know. corny a lot of the time no i did no teeth no entry was one that's a good one i did um take it down um and then yeah i did coming everywhere the next one i don't know i need I'm to come coming up with everywhere it. was like i was like fuck that's yeah. how has that not been i know done? that's the other thing is you go like this hasn't been done um thanks it's hard to do a pun that's not i know what's corny. your current one called class actor yeah more is just sarcastic because it's a lot of abortion and murder jokes and yeah, stuff like awesome. that. That's so. awesome. Yeah, you're such a great joke writer, man. Thank I you, really man. enjoy it. I appreciate mean, that a lot. You're one of the few that like I people post their stuff on Instagram, but yours I actually watch. I actually watch your stuff on there, dude. I watch all your clips too, and oh, uh, and I love especially like I mean shit sitting in Bert's seat, man. Yeah, man. this is this. I watch all these clips and I love all the clips with Christina. I love your other podcast. Oh, too. thanks, and, dude. Uh, thanks. Well, I we'd love, love to have you on anytime. I want, yeah, I want anytime. to come back. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Go see Sam Real on tour and we'll see you next week. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two bears, one cave.